Uh, this is Lindsay Miller, and you're listening to the Arkansas Times Week Interview Podcast on Friday, November the 15th. On or this the 17th. 17th. I Thank usually you. get it wrong. Sponsored this week by 42 Bar and Table at the Clinton Center. On our show, we're going to talk about the downfall of Jeff Long, the Tom Cotton's terrible contribution to the Republican tax plan, and a no-bid consulting contract in state government. I'm joined, as you heard earlier, by Max Brantley. Hey. So Jeff Long was fired as athletic director, as everyone knows, of the University of Arkansas earlier this week. And according to various people on Twitter who don't know anything, Gus Malzahn is already shopping for houses in Fayetteville. Yeah, and... Maybe I, you know, who knows? I, I think it would be really odd to hire a football coach before you hired an athletic director, unless you believe. Well, I do believe the next athletic director is going to have some semblance of Arkansas ties, whether he's a good old boy, Archie, or or what. I don't know. Although one thing that could implement this is there's some talk about. We have an inner athletic director, a woman who had been an associate up there, but. There's some talk about bringing somebody like Terry Don Phillips out of retirement for a year and while they search for a permanent replacement for Jeff Long. And so that way you could swing. I, I can't believe they'd let an interim woman pick the next football coach at the University of <laughs> Arkansas. It seems that, that strains uh, credulity in this uh, male chauvinist state. But but who knows? Everybody, like, say, everybody says she's great. Julie Cromer Peoples, by the way. Everybody yeah. says she's a wonderful person. Unless the board is really picking it, just telling her. I, I didn't get the feel last week when I got the feel and got the inside information ahead of everybody else that Jeff Long was going to be fired, that they necessarily were going to pick the football coach. But but maybe that was just a given. And by the way, we should say nobody's yet announced uh, Brett Bielema was going to be fired, but uh, I, think, I think you can probably wager a pretty good sum on the expectation he won't be back next year. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's all the, you know, these SEC writers are saying, well, the other problem with Malzahn is, by the way, is that if he beats Alabama and winds up in the national playoff game, it's hard to imagine Auburn be happy to see him go, although Auburn is apparently even more dysfunctional than the University of Arkansas, except they win more than we do. Yeah. So I, so I don't know. Malzahn, I don't know. Maybe so. Maybe. I don't know. Well, we talked about the Jeff Long situation last week and suspected that he was likely to be gone, but uh, ultimately, what would you say his undoing was? Well, I think finally, and and in a way it's sad, uh, I think finally it was a bad football team. And this is the Board of Trustees. And, 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 you know, there's some thought that that Long was going to give Bielema yet one more year, that he promised him six years, and... And, and as one trustees told me last week, they were tired of the drift in the department. And by what they meant was is it was past time to do something about Bielema. I, I kind of agree with that. I, as I've said before, I kind of like Brett Bielema, but he was in his fifth year. He, they were his players. They weren't showing progress. They had some really terrible games. I, I mean, it just it didn't – you don't pay somebody $4 million to go – six and six and it'll be a miracle if he ends up at six and six so he seemed to go and why it it might be that long really believed what he said and and i give him credit for that that it was a holistic enterprise that they didn't just want to win football games they wanted to build character among young men 
and that they wanted to improve academics and they wanted to hire the right kind of people and they didn't want to cheat and that Brett Bielam was on board with that and I mean, maybe, but if so, it's kind of unrealistic in the world of big-time college football, And frankly, I'm, I hate to say. Well, another thing that gets cited a lot, and Wally Hall made a big deal about this, is that Jeff Long just didn't get the traditions of Arkansas oh, football. What, you know what that means is, is he was a horse's butt. He was arrogant, and he wasn't a good old backslapping boy. I mean, he made his decisions and didn't kiss up to people, and yeah, you hear that a lot now, but I mean, he'd been here almost 10 years, and we wouldn't be having this discussion today if Brett Bielema was nine was nine and one today. Yeah, I mean that that's just that's just a fact. Now, I think there's was lingering resentment over the stadium expansion, and there were two votes against it, and I think even some of the other board thought that maybe it was too much money and spent the wrong way. Uh, they thought his hiring of Jimmy Dykes was a disaster as woman's basketball coach. It didn't prove to be very successful. There, there have been other, other, there was unhappiness about the, the buyouts he put in contracts and the rollover provisions that were done without much oversight from anybody else on the campus that they thought those were bad management decisions. Uh, there's still some belief that long, although he was made a hero for firing Bobby Petrino, really knew all along that Petrino was having an improper relationship with a staff member and was only finally forced to act because of the motorcycle wreck. I have no idea if that's true. But but in the end, it was football. It's always football. Okay, well, let's leave it there and talk about our... And let me add, one thing that's interesting is, is that Tommy Boyer, a former Razorback basketball player who was the long leading burr in the saddle about Long on the Board of Trustees began his unhappiness over Long's choice of basketball coaches. And he wasn't happy with Mike Anderson for whatever reason. And it looks like maybe Mike Anderson's about to have a team. Yeah, I hope so. They look pretty good. So, not. let's say that. Uh, let's talk about our sponsor, 42 Bar and Table. Let's talk about 42. Uh, we've been talking about their remodeling to have dinner Thursday through Saturday night. And I want to say this weekend, if you can get in, it's a good time to go because this is the 25th anniversary of Clinton's election, and they're going to have all kinds of events in town, including at the library. There's a private party for old Clinton campaigners in a big tent Saturday night out in front of the uh, Clinton Library. But I'd say tonight, Friday night, Saturday, uh, you might see somebody. You might see James Carville hanging around down there or something. It might be fun to go down there amidst all that just to see the crowd. But... The, you can go online and take a look at what they're serving. They've got their dinner menus online, and they serve dinner Thursday through Saturday. And just let me lovingly list the appetizer lineup to whet your appetite. Crab empanadas, Peking chicken frites, which is shredded chicken in a spring roll, spanakopita with some fancy dressing on it, oysters three ways, raw, baked, fried. Get, All right. some, eat, get yeah. some each. Southern chicken biscuits. Chis chili sesame noodle bowl for, to which you can add some salmon or other grilled meat on top, and truffled parmesan fries with Bernays sauce. Maybe just right. give me three orders of those and a pitcher of beer and good to go. And I'm done. Yeah. So get to 42. It's a great looking new place. Separate entrance uh, right there in the Clinton Center, and it's uh, going to be nice weather this weekend. I think. Yep.
Moving on, the U.S. House passed the tax plan on Thursday. The vote was 227 to 205 with 13 Republicans joining all Democrats to oppose the bill. Of course, none of those represented the congressional delegation in Arkansas. After Thanksgiving, the Senate will vote on or is expected to vote on its own tax plan, Mm -hmm. which now includes a repeal of the individual mandate thanks to one Tom Cotton. Right, and it's kind of good news, bad news for Tom Cotton in a way. He's added his long-desired idea to end the the mandate for health insurance under Obamacare, put that in the tax bill, this may make it hard to pass. This could knock some moderate Republicans, one or two of them, off the bill. I mean, it was, even, it was already going to be a harder lift for yeah, the Senate be because hard. there's not Yeah, right. Well, the they margin. actually have some people with sense in the Senate. Uh, not from Arkansas, of course. They'll be behind whatever there is. And they had a late-night committee meeting last night to get it out of committee so they could speed the action. But... Uh, Everybody believes if you end the health insurance mandate, it'll be a disaster, that it will mean millions of people won't buy the insurance. Uh, That means uh, many people will go uninsured. It will leave only the sick people in health insurance. That means rates will go up enormously. Of course, what Cotton wants to do, this is precisely to have more uninsured people because with more uninsured people, the government won't be paying subsidies for the expanded Medicaid coverage, and they'll save money and, and so-called pay for the tax cut for rich people. This just couldn't be meaner and, and more detrimental to the best interests of the United States, but it's definitely in the interest of rich people, and Lord knows that's who Tom Cotton is for. But it may make it harder to pass. Uh, and there, I saw a story this afternoon. There are several Republican senators who are meeting, Jeff Flake and two or three others, who aren't happy about the deficit uh that would be caused by the House bill, and they have problems with the Senate bill, maybe they won't pass something. I, I'm afraid they probably will, and that it'll be terrible. But we, we now know because of the bipartisan, a nonpartisan report from a congressional tax committee that when this thing is fully implemented a few years down the line, that everybody making $75,000 a year or less will have a tax increase. This is, this is not a help for the middle class. No. Certainly not for the poor. Well, of course, if they do pass in the Senate, then they'll have to go to conference, and that'll be a huge battle. So and who this, knows, and then who knows what. If, if it gets out of the Senate, it's still got a long, long way to go. We're not there yet. Yeah. There's that good news. So there's a, a great story by Michael Wickline of the Arkansas Democrat Gazette uh, over the weekend, last weekend, on a smelly, no-bid, multi-million-dollar state consulting contract. Yeah, this took a mountain of reporting by Wickline, who who really does a great job out there, is now the veteran reporter on the state house, and and you can get and there's a lot. And you start talking about the education department and consulting contracts and legislative approval and state purchasing office, and it gets it gets kind of it gets kind of hard to follow which is no fault of his. That's just the nature of the beast. But here, here's the long and short of it. Bill Gossage, a former school superintendent, who's probably the number two aide in Governor Asa Hutchinson's office, decided this outfit has this program that he wants the state to buy, and he got it done. That's It's no more or less than that. It was There were no bids. There were no alternative proposals. They're not selling. They, they claim to be selling a trademark product, but... They're just selling an approach to team teaching, essentially, that a lot of people sell. And they're going to get $12.5 million for it. There were some people that thought 
it should be put out for bids or some people that think that this wheel has already been invented but uh well and when you say got it done it from wickline's reporting it it seems as if that means uh essentially written into statute and well then, and first of all it was built on a statute that mandated getting a certain this certain kind of teaching program that that it, several legislators think only one company the company gossage favored qualified for and then when the state procurement director said, well, maybe there's some others, then Education Commissioner Johnny Key really strong-armed yeah, he, him. he strong-armed Ed Armstrong, the procurement officer, and said, you're slowing this thing down. You're getting in the way of progress. And he said, well, okay, we can do a sole sore. We don't have to an RFP process. We'll do a – there's a way you can waive bidding and have a sole source contract, and that's what they did. A few legislators spoke out about this. Uh, Lyndon Chesterfield for Little Rock, some Republicans as well, who also thought this was a cook deal to benefit somebody's friend. And, and you know, I, it, from all intents and purposes, I think that criticism is on the mark. And, and Bill Gossage, the, the Superintendent's Club is an old boys club. And also they had, I, I should mention, that part of the greasing of this program was getting in the good graces of House Speaker Jeremy Gillum, who authorized a uh, state-paid junket for what a dozen legislators to go go to Seattle and some other places to be wined and dined by these guys to show what a great program they've gotten. So there was also this is just this just smacks of the worst sort of special interest. State government is rife with it, and anybody who thought the Republicans would drain the Democratic swamp, and I want to say this kind of stuff existed under Democrats too. Well, they clearly were wrong. No one one person comes out pretty well in that story. Uh, that would be Representative Clark Tucker, who went to the junket but paid for yeah, it himself. Paid his, paid his own way. <laughs> Didn't take state money to do it. And so that was smart on Clark Tucker's part. You know, one the, the disturbing thing about this is Asa Hutchinson has picked some people for state jobs that have proved to be not good picks. But he stands by them. And, and you know, you can forgive him for thinking a veteran legislator like Bill Gossage might be a good person to have on your staff. But if you let him do this kind of crud and and don't and there are no consequences, well, then that's on the governor. That's not on Gossage. And th- there are state agencies full of hacks that are allowed to, to pursue hackdom, and, and, and they get caught, and the governor doesn't do anything about it. Yeah. Well, we've got a little bit of time, so let's let's add a topic. We we talked several weeks ago about the uh, the Me Too phenomenon on social media, and of course all the scandals uh, of of sexual assault and harassment. Al Franken, the latest this week, and new um, allegations against Roy Moore. Uh, but we we wondered when we talked about this before when something like this would ha- happen in in Arkansas, and we got. A hint of one um, last week, right? It toward yeah, right toward the end of last week, and you know the great reporting again by by another news organization, in town Kyle Massey at Arkansas Business, who 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 uncovered the fuller details on something we'd heard a little bit about, which was is that two state agencies uh, will, will no longer have the same person working with their ad accounts that have been working with, and that's Gary Heathcott who's not an employee of, but a consultant to CJRW, which is probably the state's biggest ad and PR firm. Uh, It was kind of danced about. There were certainly suggestions that there was improper behavior by Heathcott as related to some female employees, uh, but perhaps 
only merely abusive behavior. I, I don't know. Uh, he, by the way, disputes it and says that's not true. But what we do know is that he was removed from a couple of work on a couple of big state agency accounts, which he landed for the agency because he had been Governor Asa Hutchinson's ad man and had a lot of influence with these agencies. Got CJRW a bunch of business. And now they're dumping him out, and it barred him from their offices, by the way. So this is an interesting story. Uh, Heathcock provided for us a, a lengthy on-the-record response uh, first and disputes anything about mistreating people, first of all, but kind of puts it down to business, says CJR used him to get this fat business. Now that they have the contracts, they're dumping them, and he says he fully intends to hold them to the arrangement he made to pay him money as a consultant, which was a pretty significant sum, I'm led to believe. So maybe someday we might learn more about this in a court in a court of law where somebody works this dispute out that way. But that happened. Meanwhile, of course, you've started a project to solicit yeah. information from people. Yeah, you can go to arctimes.com slash me too, and we have a form uh, on there. It's confidential. You know, it, it only goes to me. Um, and we're going to treat it like any other tip. We will... You know, if if there's something that seems to be credible, we'll investigate as we're able to. And if something pops up, I think we've said before that it it it, it strains belief to think Arkansas would be immune sure. from, from this syndrome. Uh, Channel Four's reporter Jesse Turner did a, a story in which she interviewed Vivian Flowers, a state legislator, who talked about repeated inappropriate <clears throat> behavior by people in the legislature and by legislative staffers when she was an employee of the Bureau of Legislative Research. Uh, another legislator, Gregory Letting, who's called for some sexual harassment training for legislators, says he's observed things there that, that he hasn't thought were right. I certainly have observed. I mean, let, I don't want to sit here as pronouncing on others either because, I mean, who knows what's in my past, things I've done that I didn't even think about, sure. that I should have thought about. I mean, I think every man in America, if he is not thinking about things he's seen and done in the past and reevaluating them, he should be. And, and so certainly Arkansas is no different than that. Uh, but, you know, we've, we've, we're going to have an interesting situation. Finally, the two senators, Cotton and John Bozeman, both said people shouldn't vote in Alabama for Roy Moore because of the reports of his treatment of women and his predilection apparently for trolling for teenagers to date when he was a 30-year-old man. Uh, it'll be an interesting question if he does win that election, which he very well might, and whether they join any effort to prevent him from taking a seat in the U.S. Senate. You know, and of course, this is and the other great Arkansas angle, or great is a, is a poor adjective, is now the reemergence of what about Bill Clinton. Right. And I'm a huge critic of what aboutism. I don't think you deal with a Roy Moore situation by saying what about Bill Clinton, what he did to Juanita Broderick in nineteen seventy eight. I'm not saying that's not a fair subject for discussion, but it's not how you respond to criticism of Roy Moore by saying what about Bill Clinton. But in any event, the New York Times major TV networks have all retold the stories about Bill Clinton. There, there are two significant differences, it seems to me, about the Bill Clinton story. One is he's not president and he's not running for office. And, and, <clears throat> and secondly, I don't know what else there is to retell about Juanita Broderick, Paula Jones, Kathleen Willey. 
I mean, these things, in, in, in some cases, were reviewed with the subpoena power of a federal grand jury, and much of many things were released through a report that Kenneth Starr issued. Everybody has chased these stories for years. People, again, I'm not saying this to say I believe Bill Clinton or I believe Juanita or I believe Paul or whoever. I'm saying to say I don't know what else is to be known. I mean, I, what's to reconsider? I mean, people have made their decision. Although there are now some liberal commentators who said, you know, I, I went too easy on Bill Clinton 20 years ago, and now I, I'm sorry about that. And conservatives say, well, yeah, that doesn't carry much water now. If you didn't say it then, it doesn't really count. You know, and, and no. that's, that's a fair criticism, too, I think. Now, not that these conservatives are jumping on Roy Moore very much. And Donald Trump, of course, I mean capped everything for me this week. I mean, the pussy grabber went there. He tweeted against Al Franken. Yeah, who's been, who's been silent about Roy Moore. Who's, but has been silent about Roy Moore. And never mind, nobody's... He, I mean, Trump really encouraged, endorsed an investigation of Al Franken, but not of himself, who has 14 by on-the-record named allegations of sexual misconduct from women, including a pending lawsuit. I mean, the hypocrisy is apparently does is staggering, but it just doesn't apparently matter anymore. Yeah. So anyway, but anyway, I I look forward to to this story not yet being. You know, we're we're kind of on the back end of trends, mm-hmm. so I, I expect our wave is coming in Arkansas. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, well, let's leave it there and move on to endorsements. What do you got this week? Well, I'm, I'm about probably four years late on this, but have you watched Luther the? The crime series with Idris Elba. No, I haven't. Oh well, well, I started watching it. He's you know the Stringer Bell from sure. Wired is uh, is plays a British. He is British, by the way. Yeah. He did a pretty good job of playing a Baltimore thug, but he's a uh, he's British, and he plays a British homicide detective who has many demons. And I, I will say that much. But it's uh, it's about four seasons worth of it, so it's ready for binge watching. And uh, by my early run on it, it's. It's pretty good. And his uh, nemesis in the first series, there I think a series of four seasons, is the woman who is the the star and the, the affair on Showtime. Uh, oh, I'm so bad with actresses and actors' names. Uh, uh, yeah, I forget. But anyway, yeah. that's been in four seasons, been kind of a big hit. And she's kind of psychotic, like she is in that show. So if you like her in the affair. You might like her in this, but uh, if you didn't like her in the fair, you might. That's a that's a negative on the new Idris Elba thing. So okay. anyway, so I, that's what I'm watching. All right, well, uh, this is a little uh, plug for something we're doing at the Times next year, January 23rd. Save the date for the first annual Central Arkansas Music Awards. It's going to be sort of like a mini Grammys for Central Arkansas music. We're going to hold it at. Uh, Cal's Ron Robinson Theater, Central Arkansas Libraries, Ron Robinson, really nice, 300-plus seat theater, great acoustics, maybe the best in town. And have a host. Kevin Kirby's going to be the host. We'll have all sorts of categories, live music, $5 cover. Um, there's going to be drinks, probably an after party, all sorts of categories. But go to arctimes.com slash camera. And add your nominations to uh, the the big list we've already got going. Uh, it'll work similar to the Grammys and the Academy Awards in that we have an Academy of sorts, a, a board uh, that's that's pretty representative of the broad Central Arkansas music community. 
and it will select the winners. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be fun. Sounds good. For a second there, I thought you might be from Lake Charles rather than Searcy. You said theater the way I say theater. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. We're going to leave it there. And get to 42. Lots have good dinner on uh, on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. And lots happening down at the library this week. And go see some celebrities. Subscribe via iTunes. Give us a rating review. Thanks.